0: we've discussed the power of words and i cannot emphasize that enough choosing your words choosing your beliefs even before you believe it choosing what you want to believe and then just going with that until you do believe it or have seen the proof uh never hold the presence or attitude or stance of victim and it may be that you've grown up that way or maybe in certain circumstances it's a a stance is, you know, your shoulders down, your head down, you're curved a little, you make yourself smaller, because that's, that's like a vacuum that sucks in victimization.
1: I am just a girl passionate about breaking old generational cycles so that I can create a better legacy for my children. Welcome to Butterfly Effect, Breaking Old Generational Cycles. I'm having another awesome conversation with Carrie Mulligan, a profound healing guide and the creator of Empowered Mind Transformation. Welcome, Carrie. I'm so excited to have
0: you. Thank you, Stacey. I'm excited to be here. It's very lovely to have been introduced to you. Thank you. So, you know, my
1: platform is all about talking about breaking old generational cycles and patterns. And I'm just going to jump in because I know we're going to have so many awesome gems to share. And I want to start out by asking you, when you hear breaking old generational cycles, what do you think of?
0: I think of breaking the old generational belief that we do not have the power and capability to heal our own mind and body by choice and intention. And there's a bit more to it, but it can be done easier than you think. Beliefs like, I have to accept my illness and suffer in silence. There's nothing I can do about it. Or that it can only be master controlled, not removed. And those say to me, oh, but you don't understand. My mom and my grandmother had this, so it's genetic. I, there's nothing I can do. You don't understand. I've had this for 30, 40 years. And I've tried everything, seen every specialist. And the doctor told me I will have this for the rest of my life. And this is what they believe, because they don't know differently. These are actually lies. Most people believe when you believe you can't, then you can't. And you don't even try or you sabotage yourself to fit the belief. Until you do, And then you can, because what has been done can be done. And I've seen miracles unfold. And these false beliefs that have been set in generational stone needs to be smashed right into rubble. And a new foundation of proven expectations built for them. And then it's undeniable.
1: I love that so much because too many of us walk around thinking that we are doomed by our genes. DNA and genetically incapable of being well. I hear it so much. I have children, and that's one of the myths that I break every single day with them. My young daughter will say, but it's genetic, mama. And I'll say, (laughs) "Mm, yeah, about that. (laughs) Let me tell you how you can just smash that to your word. Smash that whole idea of genes because that is so important. I see where this conversation is about to go, and I am loving every minute of it. It is with that that I tell my children, especially my daughter, because she was born from me. And when she sees the things that I'm going through, when I'm in pain, I have chronic pains, which is Trauma related. I don't care what my doctor said. It's trauma related. Mm -hmm. And when my daughter sees me going through these pains, Carrie, I learned in later years to make sure I let her know my pain is not your pain. In other words, I don't want her to think this is some sort of genetic thing that when she gets older, she'll be bent over in pain. Because her mama was bent over in pain. So I love
0: where this conversation is going. And I agree. I I have to laugh because as you're speaking, my head goes, okay, we're going to fix that. (laughs) (laughs) Stacey, we're fixing that. You Taking that right out. Your daughter doesn't even have to watch it.
1: Yes, let's (laughs) fix this damn chronic pain. I'm tired of it. And to be honest with you, it's gotten a lot better over time because of RTT, because once I discovered RTT, Mm -hmm. I had other practitioners help. I've had Reiki sessions with, you know, good friends of mine. And so it's gotten a lot better over time. I mean, I'm talking about a complete turnaround and it's also gotten a lot better because my mind understands now that the origin of this chronic pain is not something I was born with. Mm-hmm. you're right so right. i really love the cycle you're breaking
0: to show that example of power i've had um and she was actually a personal friend so i called her in and i said give this a shot and she was only 40 single mom and she was diagnosed with terminal lung and kidney uh disease and the doctor told her this is going to progress you're going to get worse she couldn't work she was coughing up blood when she came to see me. And she says, The doctor says I'm gonna die from this. I says, Well, let's not believe that yet. <laughs> yeah. And of course, she was the most severe that I had worked with at the time, and I never guarantee anything. Right. But I said, Let's not believe that for now. And I worked with her, and two and a half months later she called me. She wanted to go for lunch. She was gonna take me for lunch. And she uh, at lunch said she had seen her specialist the day before. And he, you know, again, reiterating that she is going to eventually pass from this disease. And she had x-rays and CTs showing visually the disease in her. And he sent her for an x-ray just to see the progression. And it was gone. And <gasps> yes. her lungs and her kidneys. And he was going to send her for a CT afterwards, but the x-ray was clear. So he and he said, I don't understand this. I don't know what happened. And I've never seen this before. (laughs) So I'm so like, Stacy, don't worry about what whatever it is. We'll get together later.
1: Yes, I can't wait. I'm excited.
0: (laughs) (laughs) And it excites me It brings me so much joy, obviously, to see this friend who's now back at work and Pictures of her, uh, with her girlfriend's party, you know, at like birthdays yeah. and different events. And, and she's, like I say, she has two, uh, just graduated children that she's solely taking care of or the parent, sole parent of. And, uh, so it's like, but even someone, you know, like 30 years of severe bowel issues and pain and every specialist, every, you know, all the different alternatives, that Mm -hmm. she had used and it took me three sessions now that's three sessions compared to 30 years of everybody else and I'm not special I just have been taught how and then I guide you or my client into that healing process and they have to participate and they have to want it yes you know it's not it's not like I have special magic Mm -hmm. I just have special knowledge
1: I love that, but I think you're special because (laughs) anybody who can get someone, guide someone to a positive thinking, Mm -hmm. to being able to reverse something within their body Mm -hmm. that they're being told is going to cause them to die. Mm -hmm. And yet they can reverse that because their mind has moved into a positive place of believing that they're going to be healthy or that, let me say it another way, that they are healthy Mm -hmm. and recoding that, that makes Mm -hmm. you special in my book, Carrie. It does. So we've talked about your friend. I love, 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 love that so much. Like
0: how amazing is that for her? Another story of her. So she's completely cleared. She actually had an appointment with her doctor and after that, and he canceled it on her. But then I, I seen her write out, Oh, I'm, I'm healthy again. I just have to live with this. And she named the disease. And I went, Ah, oh. <laughs> I said, <laughs> I contacted, she's a friend. I contacted her. she says, after all you've seen and what's happened, I said, why are you choosing to keep this disease? Yeah. <laughs> she's all oh, right, right, right. <laughs> Cause I taught her the power of the word, power of belief. And she's, you're right. Okay. I'll go erase it right now. <laughs> and I was like, good job. <laughs>
1: So, you know, Carrie, that story, real live story of how you helped your friend to overcome something as big as a terminal diagnosis. I would love for you to talk about the power of words Mm -hmm. as it pertains to healing. Mm -hmm.
0: The power of words are extraordinary. And if I can teach anybody anything, that would be the most important thing to teach them. Not only the power of what words you choose, the positive over negative, not what you don't want, but what do you want? Because when you focus on what you don't want, obviously, you pull in more of what you don't want. So just training yourself to alter how you speak I don't want this old car of mine, as an example. I do want, I can't wait to get the new car I'm going to get. And with your health, you obviously have to acknowledge the negative. I hate my migraines. I hate getting these migraines all the time. And it's questions even, words of questions. What would it take to remove the migraines? I will be so excited with completely free focus and healing and comfort of my body and mind. So it's changing and alterating how you say things and also using words to pull in what you want in exciting ways. Exciting words. I like a healthy body. I love an extraordinary, healthy, strong, fit body. So it's about waking up your mind it's like hey snap snap tap on your head pay attention and even with the healing and using the words but it's like get your mind's attention pay attention I like I recently burnt myself and just on the stove but it's healing and I expect it to heal and there may not even be a scar but we have the tendency not to expect for some of our pains or illnesses or anxiety, or depression to heal. We don't expect it, or we have to do drugs for it, or we have to deal with it or cope with it. How about let's remove it? And we can. And I have done it many, many over well over a 100 times of various things. So and the more I see, or at least, especially at the beginning, the more I see that can be done, I expect it to be done. So I come in, like with the expectation that this is just going to happen because it's it's happened many times. But I need to provide them with that expectation because you get often get what you expect and then what you accept. So using something like I expect people to treat me well and and with respect, but if they don't treat me with respect, do I accept it? Do I stand up? Do I not allow it or do I walk away? Or do I stand victim? And you can relate that to your illnesses as well. Do you expect to keep it for the rest of your life? Do you expect you can't fix it? And if, say, it's things aren't working, do you accept that? Or do you keep looking for something that will work? And then can you cross over that line, get past that line to, even though I don't know how, I expect my migraines to go away. I expect this person who has faith in this will do what she has done before for others because her what has been done can be done. So my expectations might be different from someone who's never seen it before.
1: Because you were speaking, it made me go back to a documentary that I watched called Heal. I actually watched it recently. It's been around since I want to say 2017. And it has... Dr. Joe Dispenza, mm-hmm. he is in that documentary, and he's talking about how he had an accident. Um He was riding his bicycle, and he got hit from behind and was in a wheelchair for a little while and was told that he needed a certain surgery, but because of the power of the mind, and he knew how to heal himself with his mind, he did just that. And he said, it was what I expected Mm -hmm. that eventually happened for me. So he said in his visualization, instead of getting that surgery to his spine, he did the surgery of realigning what needed to be realigned in his mind over and over and over again. And he said, you know, it was hard at first because he still kept seeing himself in the wheelchair. And so every time he would see himself in the wheelchair, he'd start the visualization over again because he wanted it to be really clear. He wanted the expectation to be clear that he was going to walk again and that it was going to be back into alignment the way. It's supposed to be, his body supposed to be. Mm-hmm. And so when you said that about the expectation, it is because if we expect to have a headache, mm, we're going to have a headache. And I noticed that in chronic pains, when the weather shifts or it starts to rain or some sort of environment that would in the past cause me to feel those aches, as soon as they come about, I start to expect to feel
0: crying. Waiting pain. for it. Yes. Yeah. You're looking for it. I'm
1: looking for it. And so because I look for it, guess what happens? That's what there I there it is. I there found it. There it, it is. I found it. So what we are seeking is simultaneously seeking us. And so I guess if we seek health, we will get health, right?
0: Mhm. Uh, and, and sometimes you do need more assistance yeah. um like i'm not saying i'm the only one or type that can do this but uh you might need more than just sitting on your couch and saying i expect this illness right or this anxiety or depression to leave me possibly but you may need a little more assistance than that doesn't mean it has to take long. I have had people who have been suffering in anxiety to the point of shaking and full body pain and migraine and brain fog and and can't take it anymore. And I said, okay, let's do this. And she went to her daughter, pick up her daughter after, and her daughter goes, what's going on? She goes, why? What What do you mean? She goes, you're different. She says, what? She says, you're smiling. (laughs) (laughs) You know? And, and she was done. Like that was done for her in, in our session. But the interesting thing is that because there's various reasons for me with all well over a hundred clients that I've seen, they've all had a reason, a reason they had an illness or that it showed up when it did. So two weeks later, so she's had this awful anxiety, which was gone. Two weeks later, she called me at one in the morning and why I was up at one in the morning? I was finishing a movie. I'm never up that late, but serendipity. She called me and she's crying because she had this terrible migraine so bad she couldn't take it anymore. Mm-hmm. And it was the same girl. And I went, oh, okay, well, it's like I was on my way to bed, but I says, let's go. I I take my time. And I was like, I don't have time. Let's just do this, and let's go in. Let's ask, like, what is this about? Mm-hmm. And it was actually her body, her. Soul mm-hmm. putting up its hand and saying, You need to fix this other trauma, so I was taught three reasons or general reasons why an ailment or a pain's come on, mm-hmm. but I found that as the fourth, so you know your body and mind's trying to protect you mm-hmm. uh, it's bringing you safety and I remember my lady with fibromyalgia she was in so much pain and had to be in bed for days and her so when when we went into the subconscious thinking and knowledge we said it's to protect her because she had been physically hospitalized abused as a child that it protected her and I'm so this is where I also discovered the illogical logic of the mind I call it so its logic was I need to keep her safe This fibromyalgia will keep her in bed at home, Mm -hmm. safe. And I said, but how is this keeping her safe if she's in so much pain? And it's like, this pain is better than the other pain. Wow. And she was 60 years old. So she was not even in any of that danger anymore. Yes. But that initial learning as a child was still there and was Mm -hmm. still trying to protect that child. So that no one else could hurt her. And we were able to completely release that.
1: That's awesome.
0: And the second one is to punish you. And it, mm-hmm. it doesn't even have to be, it can be guilt. Guilt and shame are very heavy. Um, but guilt for something you think you did or didn't do right or you did it wrong. But it was interesting. Another one, she actually had fibromyalgia as well, but she would have, uh, Freak accidents, whenever she re- got close to success, mm-hmm. like walking through a plain glass plate window, you know, wow. or having, um, shelvings fall on her, you know, mm-hmm. when she's just about to open her business the next day, um, plus her fibromyalgia. But she believed it was to punish her, but mm-hmm. it was like, I must be bad if my parents didn't even love or care for me. Mm-hmm. But she didn't do anything. It's just, there must be something wrong with me. I must be bad. Yeah. Therefore, I deserve to be punished. Of course, you don't think that um on the surface. It's what your internal subconscious programming and body had taken on that belief with, at a younger age. Yeah. Or if something traumatic had happened. And then the third one is to get lover attention. So as a child or even as an adult, and sometimes it's to keep people close to you. When they're, when they're caring for me when I'm sick and they're not doing it on purpose. They are sick. They, they have diagnosis. It's in their blood work. It's in their x-rays, but I'm holding people close to me and caring for me because when they're caring for me, I feel loved mm. or I need their love or I wasn't getting it. You know, I've even had someone who had like a, I work with a lot of severe things, but a severe spider phobia, like mm-hmm. seven years of not being able to function with it. So I'm prepared to do all this on, you know, not being afraid of spiders. And mm-hmm. it had nothing, nothing to do, to do with, with spiders. spiders at all. <laughs> there, there was an initial story of why it chose that. Yes. As the, as the affliction, but, and, so, and it made total sense, but it was about, about she was known for her fear of spiders and she'd scream and she'd call her husband. He'd come home from work and, and her friends all knew it. And it was her identity. And these things can become identities for people yeah. as well. And not on purpose, not, you're not even thinking that she didn't know why she had this. Um, But once she knew and we could remove it, she was done that day. Yes. And then the fourth one, which I, I see now is, it can be a message or warning to deal with something like this lady with the migraine. It's putting its hand up, or it's like, Taps you on the shoulder. Hey, excuse me. Excuse me. And then it slaps Uh you across the face. Yeah. And it kicks you in the butt. And it's like, listen to me. Just listen to me. I'll tell you my example. Later on, I I worked at the hospital uh, in intensive care and trauma for 31 years. And near the end, I started getting these back spasms that would like put me down on my knees. And I was like, ah. And then I, I just, I found out it was like, it's time to move on it's time mm-hmm. to move on from this and i was able to even when it once i knew when it would show up as i'm getting ready for work and the back spasms would start up then i would go stop it i know what you're trying to say i'm working on it <laughs> and it would go away <laughs> you know yes and then after i i retired from the hospital like so I maybe it was a Sunday was my last day and the Monday I came down the stairs and my ankle was so sore like I couldn't even walk on it like a um like it was a really bad sprain and I hadn't done Mm -hmm. anything and I I went ah I know what you're doing like fear of being retired what about you know that other income and that even though it wanted me to it was like the fear of not having that spend my life right and uh so and I I just like and you really just point to it and go I know what you're doing you're afraid Mm -hmm. stop it yes and it was gone
1: yes because our bodies do speak to us Mm -hmm. and I know this for sure because like you when I was in working in the corporate world I used to have two sinus infections every single year like clockwork Yep. One, one in the springtime and one in September. I mean, I've been gone from that space since 2016 and I can still tell you that the, it like clockwork. You know, when I left, when I left in 2016, September of 2016, I have not had a sinus mm-hmm. infection since 2016.
0: You, you know, something just came to my mind and I don't know, things pop up, but The spring. Did you go on summer holidays? Yes. The spring. Don't go back. September. Don't go back.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Yes.
0: (laughs) (laughs) That just came to me.
1: (laughs) Yes. It's so amazing because we used to take our family vacations around March and then we used to do another something in the summer. And, you know, because I had school age children. So I would have to do things when they were out, whenever they were out of school, you know, spring break or whatever, but twice a year. And I'm telling you, the month that I quit, literally when I was like, enough is enough. And I'd been with this career slash place for 20 plus years. Mm -hmm. I stopped having sinus infections. So when I would share that with people, they'll say, oh, it must have been the environment, like Mm -hmm. the the building and the the lack of flow of air. And I said, okay, if you want to say that's what it was, you can say that. (laughs) But I know now deep within that it was what you talked about. I call it the tap and then the nudge and then the all out shove over. (laughs) And I have not had sinus infections since I left. My husband was amazed because we would always be at the darn pharmacy filling the flonase and the this and the that and the that. And I haven't had to do that in years. Mm, So it's a beautiful thing. So let me go back. So you were talking about to protect, to punish, the love and attention. And then you talked about that last one, which Mm. is it's trying to tell you that there's something. It's giving you a warning something you need to address some place you may not need to be anymore. Maybe it's telling you the relationship you're in is not the right yes. one. Yes. So your body is constantly speaking to you. And a lot of times we don't listen and it turned into an all out warfare.
0: Well, a lot of times we don't know what we're hearing or if uh, you don't even have the knowledge that it is such a thing. That's true. Like me with my ankle. Oh, I knew but only because I've been trained, but other people don't know about it. And, or if they do, they don't know what it's saying. Even if they think it's saying something.
1: Exactly. Because we're just going on with the flow and the norm of things. So let me tell you, love and attention,
0: Mm -hmm. that
1: was mine. So as you were going through those, I, I was sitting here and I'm listening and I was like, yeah. So I created this chronic pain. For love and attention, Mm -hmm. because I always felt that rejection and that abandonment. And even now, I don't feel that I don't feel the need. I don't need it. I don't need Mm -hmm. it anymore. Right. And yet my subconscious mind has registered that foolishness. And still will occasionally remind me that rain is going to come. So you can go ahead and start to feel that foolishness, Mm -hmm. that pain through your body again. But I recognized that third one, love and attention.
0: And it's on the gerbil wheel. It's got that momentum. This is what we do. Squeak, squeak, squeak. This is what we do. Squeak, squeak. No one's told it to shut it off.
1: Yes. Or maybe I'm not telling you loud anymore. enough.
0: <laughs> that would say that again, that we don't, or we don't need it anymore. Maybe yeah. we did need it at one time. Yeah. Maybe they didn't need it to cope with trauma or abuse as a child yes. or those feelings of, you know, no one's going to like me or being bullied. Maybe it's at that time you needed something. Mm -hmm. But when now you're you're 30, 40, 50 years old, you're not in school. No one's bullying you. No one could because you actually are strong enough to stand up for yourself. But that gerbil wheel hasn't been shut off or taken away from the gerbil
1: (laughs) or taken away. Right. I call it the hamster wheel. So I'm right there with you. So, Carrie, what was the defining moment for you? What made you really decide that this is a pattern or cycle that needs to
0: be broken? Uh, well, my challenges have little to do with breaking the cycle. Mm-hmm. Um, cause once I get to work with someone who needs my help, like I say, it's undeniable proof. So there's the results. You can't deny it. Um, so you break the cycle, right? Mm-hmm. So, and I've had people come back say, well, I might as well get this other thing fixed or this right. other thing fixed because, you know, it might not be related. And sometimes I will fix, fix, I will release one root need or cause mm-hmm. and things we never talked about. Like for one lady I helped her with pmdd and it was severe. That's uh like severe PMS like mm-hmm. suffering. And uh I helped her with that. But she had kidney and uh it? kidney and thyroid deficiency by 20% each for the last four years. That corrected itself. We never oh, yeah. discussed it. I didn't know about it. Mm -hmm. so it must it had to have been attached to the same like it showed in her blood work that after four years she was completely normal so it must have been attached to the same reason the same Mm. cause so once I removed it anything attached to that also let go
1: that's awesome
0: but what happened with me is that I was sorry I was working at the hospital still Mm -hmm. and helping people on my days off from there. And I found myself walking through the hospital because I worked with death and dying and uh, everything from, I went to hundreds and hundreds of births. And usually, they used, usually called us if the birth may not go so well. Um, and then I was at anywhere from kids to a hundred year old, um, to the codes, traumas, etc. So I was at the first breath and the last breath of thousands of people and, and obviously working with people who were ill in various stages, but I'd be walking through the wards or an emergency, but mostly like on the wards where they're, they're chronic illness and they're in chronic pain and they have these things. and I'm like, I might have been able to help you and I couldn't there, but I was like, you may not have had to get to this point. And of course I didn't say it to them. Or some of you, I may still be able to, could reverse this for you. And you not have to be here. And I found myself thinking that more and more and more. And it's like, oh, I'm serving them and their needs and getting them through this. But I could do so much more without my hands tied. (laughs) Yeah. You know? So that that's when I went, okay, I've got to go do this.
1: That's awesome. Because, you know, our our calling, our purpose, a lot of us sometimes start it in one way because it's not the clarity of exactly where we should be with that calling is not there at first. And that's why a lot of times when people say, to me, hey, I'm trying to find my purpose. And now that "Oh, your purpose is not lost. (laughs) It's (laughs) there. You just need to discover that it's there. It's because most of the times they are working within that purpose is just not in the place, the facet where they can be full blown without the red tapes and the bureaucracy. So I love that through working in With traumas at the hospital, you realize where your real fit is. That's amazing. I have um, read some works from Dr. Gabor Mate, and he works with uh, traumas and addictions. And he was a medical doctor who at first was just going with the medical doctor route. And he recognized that There is so much more to it. He starts to recognize that it's the traumas that of many of his patients that are causing them to get to the place where they are when they come to him. But guess what? In the practice where he was,
0: nobody wanted to hear that, (laughs) right? Yeah, Uh, absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, I wasn't going to share this, but I will. (laughs) go ahead um the the lady who was terminal and then was not she was a special with her specialist and he couldn't explain it and she says well i can and she told him and his response was well to each his own you have no one you're a specialist in this you have no one else that you might want to look into this a little more really
1: (laughs) so but and and which is probably why he canceled with her The next one because people don't want to believe what they can't see and a lot of people when they don't understand it they're afraid of it and then it becomes all of a sudden it's a thing that I you stay over there with that I'm going to stay over here and I really do believe that are doctors who are healers they're healers right and their calling is to heal but as long as they continue to not believe that people can use their the power of their minds to heal themselves with their help of course i mean nobody's no. saying that we don't need doctors i mean but but can we allow people to be okay with saying the power of my mind coupled with your assistance as a doctor can help me Mm -hmm. because as soon as you say these things it's like they look at you like you have horns and I'm going oh yeah I have a unicorn horn and I'm good with that but (laughs) you know but um that's why I love the work of people like Dr. Gabor Mate, Dr. Joe Dispenza, all of those people who have recognized the power of healing through the mind coupled with the medical for the you know for those times when it's really needed mm-hmm. and it's okay to put both of those into the awareness uh, i love i love that so i really i love what you do i love that you empower people to use their minds to transform And, you know, for those of you listening, this is not about telling people not to go to the doctors. This is not about telling people not to take their medication. This is not about any of that. This is just an adage. This is an added to understand that, as you said before, Carrie, it's what are you expecting?
0: Mm -hmm. Are you expecting to be well? Mm -hmm. And with this Like I said, the two, like the doctor, if, you know, doctor tells you, Oh, you're going to have this lung illness for the rest of your life. Now, maybe, (laughs) Mm -hmm. maybe not. You know, I had another one. I was actually hoping that she had the same respirologist and she couldn't even vacuum. She was out of breath. And this is someone who was slim and previously healthy and they had booked her in to see the respirologist and she came to me. And by the time she got into the respirologist, by the end of the month, her pulmonary functions, who were so bad that they sent her to a specialist, were now better than someone her age. And he said the exact same words as the other one. It's like, I don't understand this. And uh she didn't tell. I said, did you tell him? He said, no. I was like, oh, if it was the same one and you told him. <laughs> <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> but,
1: <laughs> well, maybe they need to... um Collaborate. How about <laughs> collaboration, right? Because <laughs> that could be really helpful. I have, um, you know, as an R T T practitioner, I have um a good friend who's a therapist, and we collaborate. There are times when there are things that her clients need mm-hmm. and need to get unstuck, and it's. Really, when it comes to healing, there should be collaboration. If we can collaborate, that would be a beautiful thing because at the end of the day, it's about the client. It's about the person. Quality of life. Yes. It's about the person's quality of life. I love that. So I love what you do. You know, I love what you do. <laughs> what do you say to people who say this is so woo woo?
0: I don't blame them at all. Why do <laughs> Totally sounds woo. Totally. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but it's real. So, yes. uh, you know, I remember someone, and this is before I even knew about any of this. I was, I was with the doctor and I was oh, someone had sacrocranial therapy or therapy or they had some other Reiki or they had something. We were just discussing it. We're in the OR. And I, and I says, and they seem to have gotten better. And he says, oh, it's all in their head. And when I looked at him, I said, Does it matter? (laughs) If it works, does it matter? Yes. If it's if it's all in their head, then that's a good thing because it works. Because then we have an answer. We have a way. We have potential. Oh, I love that.
1: That's all in their head. Mm, Yeah, it is. They're feeling better. (laughs) Yes. Hey, if if it's all in my head and I feel better, I'll take that. Yeah. You know, I- I'll take that for a thousand, Alex. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> a thousand <laughs> times. Yes. So Carrie, this conversation is right up my alley and I absolutely love it. Woo woo and all right. Whether it's in the mind or it's not in the mind, if it's healing, if it's helping, if it's making people feel better and have a better quality of life, I'm all for it. So What other advice or gems do you have to share with our listeners?
0: We've discussed the power of words and I cannot emphasize that enough. Choosing your words, choosing your beliefs, even before you believe it, choosing what you want to believe and then just going with that until you do believe it or have seen the proof. Uh, never hold the presence or attitude or stance of victim and it may be that you've grown up that way, or maybe in certain circumstances, it's a a stance is, you know, your shoulders down, your head down, you're curved a little, you make yourself smaller, because that's, that's like a vacuum that sucks in victimization. And even the power of that is, even someone who isn't a bully, or isn't someone who would hurt or pick on someone gets drawn into it and they would even go why did I do that why did I say that that's not me I'm not that kind of person but it's it's like an energy you're holding the energy of victim and you suck it in so the stance shoulders back head up and I I did have this um by a few people there's a lot of egos you know in in medical field but I allowed it and there's only a few. But I allowed it because I didn't want to make waves. I wanted to, you know, just ugh, don't burn any bridges, don't and you know, it was like seventeen years or so and I was like 40 or maybe that's why. I just I went I literally my whole body and energy I didn't do it on purpose, like, oh I need to do this. It was like I'd had enough. Yeah. And my whole body was like, ugh, I'm and my mind was, No, you're not yes. doing that anymore. And I didn't even have to say anything. They stopped.
1: Yes. It's that energy that you projected. The and energy yes,
0: projected. Like you're not doing that anymore. And yes, I'm Carrie.
1: Mean <laughs> I'm Carrie. 40, 40 is no joke. Cause I remember 40 cause I'm 50 now mm-hmm. and you do stand taller mm-hmm. and you do send an air out. And then at 50, another level of tallness comes. And mm-hmm. where you show people, I am not accepting. So yeah, I I can resonate with that. And they move
0: on. Unfortunately, yes. probably to someone else, but they move on.
1: Yes, absolutely. And so
0: like, just think of that and notice that if if that's been part of your history. And you sometimes attract what you fear the most. I had someone who had Hashimoto's. With autoimmune disease and then she read something that once you have one you can often accumulate other autoimmune diseases and one on the list was ms and of course and then she feared ms i don't want that i don't want that i don't want that and of course what did she get MS. added on to her other illnesses she started with ms and with hers it was a constriction of her esophagus so mm-hmm. she had even difficulty swallowing and And so once we dealt with that, literally four days later, it was gone. So careful what you fear. Be courageous and brave. Acknowledge what needs to be avoided or dealt with, but don't do it in fear and don't do it in all encompassing focus. Just, okay, there's that. And then have answers or avoidance, but don't focus. And I teach. Uh, a lot of my clients who if they feel they need it about having this permeable invisible shield so you've heard some people say um oh that person they had a bad relationship now they put up a brick wall and they they can't have other relationships and they push people away that's not what i'm talking about this is an invisible force shield so as you pull it up over you you can see everything clearly. It's invisible. Things can cross back and forth, but you choose what crosses back and forth. So if you are in a negative environment or there's you know difficulty at work or at home or or whatever, it's like I see you and I'm not playing. <laughs> yes. You're staying outside my invisible force field. I see you, I can deal with you, I can take care of it, I can have conversations with it. But anything negative that I would take into my heart and and it hurts me Mm -hmm. or affects me, I refuse. It's not coming in and it bounces off. I can hear your criticisms, I can hear your complaining, but I'm not allowing it into my heart or into my feelings of my body or my emotions. It's like, oh, well, that's interesting. And sometimes if you have someone who's, Like the, the bully, and this isn't a kid's thing. That's an Mm. adult thing too. Yes. The, the bully is like, when you stop feeling that, what they're shooting at you and just look at it and go, wow, they're miserable. (laughs) You know, (laughs) or I was like, gee, they're really good at that, you know, being underhanded. Yes. That's, that's interesting. That's a new one, you know, without it affecting you.
1: The observer.
0: Yeah. You just observe it and wow. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, I, I'll, I'll tell you stories later. <laughs> Some things I shouldn't share. But uh, so then, so you keep things out. But then also with this shield, when you have negativity in yourself—self criticism, self hate, say, self loathing, self pain—if you think it, send it out, and it's permeable to go out, but it can't come back in. Love it. I'm not keeping that. No. And even if it shows up again, send it out. Yes. And then but how many times have we, especially as women, uh get a compliment? And I had a my husband's older cousin like give me heck one time. And I'm like, "Whoa." Um because she gave me a compliment. She, we were going out and and she gave me a compliment. You look so beautiful or whatever, and I I kind of, oh, you know, you, you kind of shoo it away. Yes. And or or you give it back or you don't let it, you actually don't let it in really. Yeah. There's hump, feeling you need to be humble or whatever the reasons. Um, she gave me hack. <laughs> She's, mm-hmm. don't you ever do that again? And I went, what? what, what? You? Like, I didn't know her very well. I just met her recently and, and she goes, when someone gives you a compliment, you let it in. Yes. Like, oh, good lesson.
1: <laughs> I'm learning, I'm learning how to do that because you're, it, it is definitely, Oh, it's nothing. Oh, you know, and you brush it off. This, yeah, this whole thing, or you, you, you want to say, Oh, I've had this for 10 years. I mean, I'm so guilty of that, you know, Mm -hmm. to say those things. So you're right. I, I'm learning now. Sometimes I'll do the thing and then I'll go, Okay, I'm sorry. Let me, let me track that. Thank you. And just say thank you and keep it moving.
0: It's so, it's so lovely of you to share that. That really made me feel good yes yes and so with this permeable invisible shield it's permeable those things come in but then you can't you don't shoot them out when they go and bounce off the shield they just bounce right back and when you have a good thought which you purposely start to do start Mm -hmm. praising yourself start looking at your good attributes start making yourself feel good and as you radiate that out and you can let, you know, a lot of that out to share with other people, but it's bounced and circulating around you. It stays in, it's in, mm. around, and through you to bring you peace, feel good, joy, because we're real quick to hold on to the criticisms mm-hmm. or negativity, and we're real quick to enjoy that moment and let it go. Uh, enjoy that positive feeling, but not keep it, yeah. not bring it up over and over again. Or we'll easily bring up negative over and over again. I know, right? Easy, <laughs> easy. I said sometimes, you know, if there's a lot of women on your show, like sometimes, like with spouses, there did something and it might not have been a big deal, something, but you, you replay it and replay it and replay it all the time. It matter and matter. You feed the fire. And remember three years ago, he did this thing too and feed the, cause you're feeding logs on yes. the fire so that you can keep that fire going. Why?
1: Exactly. Exactly. You know, you know, it's also the same thing. Like when you're driving down the street and, you know, someone cuts you off and you replay that thing over and over again. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, that person is long gone. Mm-hmm. So I learned later in life how to look at that moment as just that it's a moment. So I have this thing, you know, cause I've become really conscious about my thoughts and I have this thing now where I literally say in my head, oh, Stacy, really, you're, we're, we're back at that. <laughs> <laughs> That's not old yet. Like, like, really, that is not yesterday. You, you're really back at that. Because you know how our minds on replay will replay yeah, yeah, yeah. these things. And so once you become aware of your thinking, it is a powerful tool. Yes. You know, that's the empowerment you're talking about right there. You empower yourself to say, why are we still having this conversation in my head? Why Mm -hmm. are we still, you know, ruminating and going through this thing over and over again? Why? And so I love to say, Stacey, all right, we can let that go now.
0: (laughs) (laughs) That's getting boring. (laughs) Yes. Give it a new label. Oh, that's so boring. Yeah, it's no longer interesting. And (laughs) <laughs> when you're talking about the the driving and being cut off um sometimes i go oh you know but for the most part sometimes i won't even notice or i'll forget about it where other people don't yeah but for those other people who want to not take that angst through the rest of the day start practicing when they cut you off and as soon as you get that oh of that you normal feel go breath and say bless you stay yeah. safe Mean That's it true. for the person who just cut you off yeah. bless you stay safe
1: I often tell my children when they recognize the cut off. I say they didn't. They didn't even realize they did that. Like you know, just they're good. They'll they'll you know. because can we do it sometimes? And yes, oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> yes, and yes. they're mad. But what can you normally, do? when I when I cut someone off and they're they're ah at me, and I just go in the rear view. I go, I'm sorry. You know, like. Yeah. You love know, you. I, <laughs> love you. Take care. <laughs> we, we have to learn how to lighten up a little bit
0: mm-hmm. and
1: allow ourselves to laugh more, love mm-hmm. more. Um, let go. You know, say that again. Let go. Let go. My goodness. Let go. Because the things we're holding on to is hurting us. Most of the times it's hurting us. It's hurting our bodies. It's causing ailments and it's old. It was yesterday. You know, I use phrases now and my, my children laugh at me because they're old phrases and they're like, that's so old school. And I'm like, or my daughter said, that is so she, first of all, she was born in two thousand. Nine, And she'll go, that is so 2010, or that is so, you know, and I'm like, okay, right, oh,
0: baby, it's, it's 1900. <laughs> and I'm like,
1: actually, no, it's, it's about 1971. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, the point is to let go, let go and be and if we can do that, we can free ourselves up to live happier lives. And more empowered more liberating lives
0: and forgiveness forgiveness of yourself whatever you think you did or didn't do or that you regret and forgiveness of others no matter how heinous their crime yes and it's not about letting them off the hook or that what they did was okay or accepting what they did as a but it's about cutting your ties to them yes
1: that came up last podcast about forgiveness and forgiveness is, um, you know, and the last time I spoke of it, I said, it's not for the other person, it's for you. And if you forgive yourself first, then it's easy to forgive the other person. And so I love that you bring that up because it's really important. People don't like that word, you know, um, and they just don't. They're like, ah, ah I don't want to forgive them. They did this. They give it. I know they did it. And we're not saying it was right. But for you, for your own self, it's
0: good to forgive. Forgiving is like a pair of shears. And what even if what they did to you was 50 years ago, and it's if it's still affecting you, <laughs> you need to take those scissors and cut them, yeah. set them loose. And if you have to think of it as being on a mountaintop and a string, You know, when they climb together in their string and Mm -hmm. if they're all going to fall, they cut the bottom one loose. Yes. So this time you want to. (laughs) Yes. Yes. (laughs) So and if you have to have them falling off the cliff as you cut that string, if that works for you, then do it that way. Yes.
1: That's a great analogy. Let it free. Let it go. I Mm -hmm. love that. So, you know, I would love for you to just tell people how to find you, Carrie. And. Socials, all of that. Where can people find you? Sure.
0: The best way would be through my website, empoweredmindtransformation.com. And in there, there's links to me. There's some information of the different things that I work with, with, um, and work on. And then I have facebook slash dot com slash empoweredmindtransformation. And because it really is all about the power of your mind. And what it can do for you, and it's not like it's new, and it's actually not woo-woo it's mm-hmm. always been there, but you didn't know that book. You hadn't read that book yet, always been there and for you. you I love that know how to open the door, and I'm just a guy to open that door, so it's always been there.
1: I love it so much, I love this conversation so much, I could talk and talk and talk for hours with you. And because I embrace the (laughs) (laughs) woo-woo, I really do. And I embrace the power of mind. So thank you so much for having this conversation with me today. Thank you. It was fun. And I want my listeners to know that in the end, I want you to be inspired to break free from the old constructs of the past and create a new legacy. (music)